And welcome back to JB's Drive-In Podcast. Thanks for joining us. This is part two of Ghostbusters. We left off with the boys about to go visit the Sedgwick Hotel after getting a call about a ghost. This is where it really picks up. Um, I'm looking forward to the second part and also looking forward to discussion afterwards. Without further ado, this is Ghostbusters part two. Yeah. Just the, just the series. Well, this is the very first ghost fight. Yeah, the very first ghost fight. So, but beforehand, they, when, when Janine was calling, it was uh, answering the phone and talking to whoever was on the line. They're like, yes, they will be discreet. And they yeah. come in. That was, right. That's important <laughs> because as the crew comes in this time, they're all wearing their full uniforms. They're, was it, CWU 27-9 flight suits with the proton packs and blasters. Vagman walks in. And like Amelia says, there's something something about ghosts here. So they're everything but but discreet. Somebody call about a ghost. Somebody call about a ghost. So so it's funny because the the the, the costumes that they wore, these overalls, um, were actually designed to be practical in, in, in every aspect. But they made them everything there had a job, even to the point that. Um, there's a clear pla- plastic hose that were attached to the costumes that were for incontinence due to fear issues. I did not know yeah. that. Now you know. Yeah, but they try to make them blue collar looking, not super scientific. So, hey, you learn everything else. Why you listen to this show? That's why you listen to the show. So when the elevators are going up to the 12th floor, they turn on Ray's proton pack, and it makes this... Yeah. And the other two back away. And as as they get out, there's that isn't there that maid cart? Yes, I, maid. That, that's one of my favorite scenes. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> Fantastic. Because he comes around the corner, and they jump. They, they, they scare the Ghostbusters. She scares the Ghostbusters, and they start firing off the uh, the uh, proton packs and just blow the shit out of this maid's cart, like toilet, <laughs> burning toilet paper and towels, just flaming, going all over the place. And then they, they shut them off, and you just made. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> and all Bigman can say is, "That's a successful test." So they're going around the entire hotel, and Aykroyd um, eventually runs into Slimer, the ghost known as Slimer first, and Slimer's just... Well, I don't think he... I mean, we call him Slimer, but that's because he was called Slimer in the cartoon and everything else. In the movie itself, they never he never actually had a name. It was just what you know as Slimer, the big yeah, green... Yeah. The big who, green blob. The green... Who was actually, who was actually a... A um, shout out to James Belushi. Oh, that's interesting. No, 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 no sorry, John Belushi. My fault. Well, yeah, I, I knew what you meant. John Belushi. My apology. That's the ghost of John Belushi was on set. So you, he runs into Slimer, who is just stuffing himself with food. Yeah, and all innocent, just stuffing himself with food. And that scene always confused me slightly because. Like, he looks like he's eating the hot dogs and shit, and it's going in. But then when he goes to drink the wine, it looks like it goes right, it goes through, right him. through him. Yeah. So I can't figure out what the hell is going on. 
Just thinking about what happens. So Ray shoots and misses, and that's when Slimer just runs, like flies off with the cart following him. Yeah. He goes to the wall, but the cart just crashes, the, like the uh, catering cart. And then you see Venkman kind of walking through the halls, thinking to himself, what the hell is he doing here? And that's when he looks up and he sees Slimer just at the end of the hall, like looking at him. Come in, Ray. Venkman! I saw it, I saw it, I saw it! It's right here, Ray. It's looking at me. He's an ugly little spud, isn't he? I think he can hear you, Ray. Don't move. It won't hurt you. Goddamn Egon. Make sure you get some of that for me. <laughs> okay, so we're going back down to the we're going down to the Sedgwick Hotel ballroom where they open the door and there's there's a locker behind them and there's that like the Mater D or whoever is the director of the hotel. Yeah, the, the manager or whoever manager, the hell he is. Locks him behind it and they go in there and there's Slimer just like chowing down on some wine. It's, I just think it's funny because he's drinking wine or something, a root beer, and he looks over and, and sees him, then jumps. Okay, Ray, give me one eye outside. Ray! <laughs> Well, he did just get, like, just, shot at. They started just destroying the ballroom. They well, they, they needed a big open area, so they start, like, just, throwing all the fucking just, tables and everything. Meanwhile, on the outside, like, the patrons are walking by, hearing this all going on in the ballroom, and, and the guy, he's just, like... I promise you, it's going to be ready. It's good. <laughs> the whole time, they're just destroying the whole goddamn place. Shot. And then he, you know, Venkman, you know, does the trick with the... The ta- the uh, on the tabletop. He pulls off, and the flowers yeah. are still yanks standing. the tablecloth off, and the flowers are still standing. Yeah. So so Slimer shoots up to the uh, the ceiling and like flies around the chandelier. This is actually a, a funny part because um, they didn't get enough uh, filming or something or enough scenes, so they took a peanut and they spray painted it green, and they spun it really fast to make it look like Slimer flying around the chandelier really fast. And they did it on purpose um, to make it look stupid and less serious. I did and, yeah, not hear you, that. That's why you listen to JB's Drive-In. All righty. There you go. So they eventually are able to capture Slimer, get him into that. Well, you missed the, the oh, don't cross the streams. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. That's important. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, that's just the Egon saying don't cross the streams and... Venkman said, well, why wouldn't we cross the streams? So, you know, think of all the molecules of your body and <laughs> inverting it all at one time. Mm-hmm. You know, it, 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 it uh, basically bad shit happens if you cross the streams. Bad shit happens if you, like, <laughs> something like, you know, imagine all your friends blowing up or dying, we all be dead. Or something like that, right? <clears throat> something to the effect. So they end up. Getting the Slimer into his the containment unit, they they bust out of the ballroom just as he's trying to enter. It's quickly, I want that door open now. Don't stand over there. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. And actually, 
um, they did like 10 or 12 cuts of that. And each time, Murray said something different. Well, that was definitely the best. That I'm was sure. definitely he said it about ten. Because that was that was the T-shirt that teenagers, like older teenagers, wanted. Mm-hmm. Because everybody wanted a Ghostbusters T-shirt. Yeah. Like most of them got the big red circle with the ghost and yeah. the, like the 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 regular logo. But then the we came, we saw, we kicked its ass because it had ass on it. So it was like <laughs> a big deal. Ass on it. We gotta we, get that. We, you know, so the, the, the older teenagers all wanted that shirt. Yep. Yep. Well, so did we, but well, we, we were too young. We were too young. We weren't allowed. So, um, then the, uh, inspector, they get the, they're like, say how much he's going to cost the inspector. Like, I'm not going to pay that much. Yeah. It was they, like <laughs> five grand, grand. Like there would like, they kept throwing out all these big <laughs> ass numbers. Now, <clears throat> let's talk seriously. Now for the entrapment. We're going to have to ask you for four big ones, $4,000 for that. But we are having a special this week on proton charging and storage of the beast. And that's only going to come to $1,000, fortunately. $5,000? I had no idea to be so much. I won't pay it. Well, that's all right. We can just put it right back in there. Thank oh, you. We certainly can, no, Dr. Beckman. No! So they extort them. It's great. That's great. So then after that, they walk out, and there's, there's your classic 80s. The first one. The this, is, this is this might be the only movie I can remember that has two montages. Two montages, and this <clears> is just <throat> as you said, standard eighties <clears throat> montage of music. Yeah, yeah. So this first one is the ghost. The, you know, the city's being hit by the ghosts, and the Ghostbusters are are you know getting the ghosts basically. Uh, then you have the all the articles: New York Times, New York Post, the, the Atlantic, Time, Omni. Uh, then you had Larry King doing his radio show, so that tells you how old that was. The first uh, movie, he looks like he's able to walk upright. Oh, yeah. Like a Neanderthal. Yes. And then they have the uh, Casey Kasem countdown. Casey Kasem, yeah. Um, Top 40. Says, uh, <laughs> Top 40 countdown. Small, long TV. Yeah, you know, you know, and then it's all the 80s bullshit, too. As you're going through the montage, you see all, like, the classic 80s shit. You got, like, the Conair boombox. Then you got those, remember those quote-unquote portable TVs that weren't oh, portable? Oh, you know okay, saying? yeah, The ones yeah, that are, yeah. like, 10 feet deep. Right. But they have, like, you know, the con, like... They got the, the three-inch screen. <laughs> three-inch screen that is, like, a bubble. And it still, and it weighs, like, 90 pounds. <laughs> quote-unquote portable TV. But it's all the classic 80s, like, just, just yeah. appliances you see in the background. Um, and uh, that this is also where you have the dream sequence where the ghost blows Ray. <laughs> uh, so here's my PC hat. Uh, here, here we go. So before Three before shows I, in a row, PC Paul. Before I get into my <laughs> PC police on this one, uh, I do want to at least point out that this was originally part of a much larger scene that they were supposed to go to a farm and oh, really? and the on the farm there was a ghost and he was you know I guess he was supposed to sleep over at the farm and that's when all this is supposed to happen but they cut all that because it was unnecessary and additional bullshit that they didn't need which also is when they're you know when it it didn't play right because Winston driving back with him over the bridge, that scene, which happens much later in the movie Mm -hmm. was supposed to be them coming back from the farm. So like that, at least that's the way I understand it. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's the way I read it. You you thought this, the scene of the ghost blowing Ray was completely, it it just, it, it, 
Well, first you off, don't like them sex right scenes. off right off the bat, this was a scene that Dan Aykroyd wrote in the first cut. Mm-hmm. It never got cut from the movie. Every single version of the movie that he's written had this scene where he's getting blown by the ghost. It was a hot ass ghost too, wasn't it? It was. It was a. Hot, it wasn't just like some you know overweight obese woman who died of a heart attack. It's no. a hot ass. Would you sleep with a ghost? Um, uh, sleeping with the ghosts of my marriages. <laughs> <laughs> no, would you? Would you really? Sleep, would you sleep with a ghost? I, I, I you, don't even know what that means. If you were because in that first scene, of all, you'd have to believe that a ghost exists. Well, let's 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 pretend. Do you believe in ghosts? Not really, no. Okay. Well, let's pretend you do. I believe in nothing. Okay, whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm a nihilist. A nihilist. That's right. I forgot. You're a nihilist these weeks, these days. So, say you do believe in ghosts. Yes. And you were in 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 Stance's da- Ackroyd's position where you're sleeping. Also, <laughs> like the suit. Bill Murray rolls out of bed or something. Does he like fall out of bed? Uh, no, I don't think he falls out of bed. Well, yeah, he rolls out of bed afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so back to you having sex with a ghost. Uh-huh. So if you were in Stance's position. Yep. And the, this highest woman ghost was just floating over you and unzipping your pants, would you have sex with that ghost? Hmm. I don't think he, the ghost was really giving him much of a choice. I think it was more of a rape scene. A rape scene. <laughs> so it was obvious. It was opposite of the Me Too movie. So what you're saying, it, okay, like, what if it was consensual? Would you have sex with a ghost? I don't, I, well, I guess, sure. So you would have sex with a ghost? Okay. It's very, it's very open mind of you. I, I, I mean, what the hell do I care? I don't know. I'm just saying, would you have sex? I'm just curious. Does would it you? feel good? I, I mean, sure, yes. It's sex with a ghost. Sure. You don't have to worry about STDs or anything. It's a nope. sex with a ghost. Okay. Why would I mean that's just bizarre. Would you? So the scene ends. No, see now, now you're gonna avoid the question? I'm Mary I listen, I'm a Mar- happily married man. I cannot have sex with a ghost. I cannot have sex with a ghost. Now would it be considered adult? I did not have sexual relations <laughs> with, with that, that ghost. With that go- <laughs> now, now that's curious. Would it be? It, de- it depends on what your definition of is is. Would it be? <laughs> would it be adultery for me to sleep with a ghost? Hot ass ghost. No fool. Because first off, ghosts don't exist. But even if they did exist, it's not like you have control. Think of you know what scene comes to mind when I think of uh, uh, ghost sex. Patrick Sarazy. No, good God, no. <laughs> Holy shit, no. Huh. I was actually thinking of, um, what, it's not Haunted House. What the hell is that stupid oh, movie? What's Haunted House? Nah, it's... it's Give me it's, nothing it's, here. I, I know, hold on for a second. Give me nothing here. The Scream spoof movies oh, with uh, Anna Ferris. Oh, um. I don't know, whatever. I know what you're I, talking I, about. I Anna can't Ferris. think of Spooky Movie or spooky whatever the hell movie. it was. There you go. Um, scary movie, mm-hmm. something like sure. that. Uh, I think it was the, the it was either the first Spooch. or the second one where they are in the uh, in the house. Remember that? Yes. And they have Bull from Night Court is a ghost, <laughs> and they have Martin? Uh, no, that's not Martin Bull. They have uh, the the blonde chick from Nine Hundred Two One Zero. Oh, I don't. Uh, Tori. Tori horse face spelling. Spelling. That's Jeez. it. Tori spelling. Horse so, face. I don't care. She's but don't thing. you remember her, I that whole sex scene with her. with her? 
Yeah, I do. And the ghost and her, like, basically raping the ghost. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a wonderful yeah, scene. It is a wonderful scene. I mean, seriously, she has to do that because she's so damn ugly. Okay. That woman, she, well, I, it's like a freaking Clydesdale. You stick a Budweiser can up her ass and just send her on her way with some Christmas ornaments. She is so damn ugly. Oh, my gosh. I, 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 I personally don't have that much uh, mm. hatred for her. Anyway. So, after you have sex with a ghost, yep. the scene ends with Winston Zedmore. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so Win- Winston Zedmore... Uh, Shows up to apply for a job. Believe in UFOs, astral projections, mental telepathy, ESP, clairvoyance, spirit photography, telekinetic movement, full trance mediums, the Loch Ness monster, and the theory of Atlantis. Uh, if there's a steady paycheck in it, I'll believe anything you say. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, when I met him, um, like first off, right off the bat, really, really nice guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Very cool. Did you go to those horror conventions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for the first time listening to this, you go to those horror conventions, and that's very important to the. Thank you. So right off the bat, super nice dude. Um, he also uh, when he signs anybody who gets an, a picture um, from Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. uh, whenever he signs that, he also gives out a single Twinkie mm-hmm. in the in the package and writes on it. That's a big ass Twinkie right That's on the side awesome. of the man. That <laughs> right is on awesome. the side of the thing. I think I still have the Twinkie somewhere. I just have to. But have he's to a find really nice it. guy. Yeah, he's an awesome guy. Like I, I mean, and and you, most of those people are really cool. I've run into a couple that are just like, first off, they're just there for the money, or they're like kind of dicks. Like who? Um, Ken Foray was an asshole. Uh, big black dude from. Um, all the uh, Rob Zombie films. No, he's, he's in a bunch of other There's movies right too, there. but um, he's he's kind of a dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh God, Priscilla, not Priscilla Barnes. Priscilla Barnes was awesome. I was told that she came on to me. Yes, that's I true. will say that. I'm not going to say that she came on to me. I was told PJ by my Soul, cousin. Did PJ Souls come on to you? No, she was super nice though. Yeah, she was so hot, super fucking nice. So hot. Um, what's her name? God damn it! She was uh, Lieutenant Yor from Star Trek. I don't, I don't know. Um, Denise Crosby. Mm-hmm. She was a bitch. She was a bitch. Oh my god, she blew me. Up. Well, I kind of, I think I kind of either insulted her or hurt her feelings or whatever because Imagine she that. had a. Um, she had a role in Dexter where oh, she yeah. played a nurse. Yeah. Uh, she was one of those, um, the nurse, uh, what, what do they call those? Uh, angels of death. Angels of death. And she was poisoning Dexter's father. And, uh, it was just, a, it was like one or two episodes and that was it. And Dexter kills her. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like I came up and I was, she was, First off, she was very off push You know, like I had to wait in line. I get up there and she immediately starts talking to her handler, which pisses me handler. off because I'm sitting here waiting this whole time. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, you know, and I was like, well, you, you know, you really need to, you really should have some pictures of you and Dexter because she had all the Star Trek ones and she had Pet Cemetery, which I got the Pet Cemetery. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know, you, I, I wish you had a picture for Dexter because, you know, I, you know, Dexter's when you did that bit role in Dexter, it was great. Mm-hmm. 
And that's exactly what I said. You did the bit role in Dexter. Mm-hmm. It was great. And she got all pissed oh, off, all dude, pissed because off. I said bit role instead of guest role. <laughs> and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And like, she immediately looked over at her handler and she's like, we need to get some pictures for Dexter. <laughs> and then she just <laughs> blew me off. She signed, oh. she signed it and like blew me off completely. Didn't want to take a picture with me or anything. I'm like, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. You're, you're Lieutenant Yar from 10 years ago. What the hell do I, I give a shit? Rats ass about you. You, you, you thought that you were bigger than Star Trek, the been, next generation. You know, Captain so you Kirk. jumped out. She literally left Star Trek The Next Generation to start a movie career. She got Pet Cemetery and did nothing you else. Know who did that? David Caruso. Remember David Caruso? Yeah. NYPD Blue. Blue. He got too big for NYPD <laughs> Blue, so he goes out and he does Jade and fucking... Was that other movie that was just horrible? It, well, the other one was Nick Cage, which I actually oh. love that movie, but he it was horrible. Yeah, but Cage. I love it because it was horrible. That was the one where Nick Cage was in jail and he couldn't stand eating with metal or something. So he wanted plastic forks and they refused to give him plastic forks to eat in jail. Don't you remember all that? Like it was crazy fucking movie. Um, because they Caruso, what was that? Caruso's family gets killed by yes. Cage and yes. Cage goes to jail. Yes. I, oh my God, I cannot remember the fucking Dad, name of that. Dad, damn, but I want to watch a movie. Yes, dude. No, I'm telling you, it. it's not a bad movie. Watch it now. I want to watch it's Nick a, Cage. Actually, it's a horrible movie, Nick but it's Cage. a Nick Cage movie, Nick and Cage I love awesome. it. Nick Cage is awesome. Nick Cage is awesome. He's underrated. I love Nick Cage. So he's, Nick Cage is I watched awesome. every fucking thing. The with Wicker Nick Man Cage. was awesome, damn it. No, Con the Wicker Air. Man was horrible. Con Air was awesome. Con Air, best act, one of the best. I knew you was a punk, and I was right. You were playing us all along. You a free man. I said, put the bunny back in the box. Leaving Las Vegas. Oh, Uh, I love leaving Las Vegas. His dramas don't do it as much for me. Let me tell you something. Elizabeth Shue does do something for me. Well, she's she's a wonderful looking woman. Oh. I used to have a huge, huge, oh. huge crush on her from uh, uh, Adventures of Babysitting. Adventures, and yeah. I, not as much in Karate Kid, though. Weirdly enough, like mm. the difference between Karate Kid and Adventures in Babysitting kind of did it for me. Mm. So I have no idea why. Weird. God Nobody bless. gives a shit, but God it's out there now Elizabeth in the ethos. She's phenomenal. Anyway. Ah, we digress. Where the hell are we at? Okay. Oh, so, so, so well, Winston, steady paycheck. Uh, <laughs> and then Peter goes and meets Dana in front of uh, her rehearsal. Because she's in the, the symphony. She's in the symphony, and, and she's there with her uh, her boyfriend or whoever that, like her. It's intro. not her boyfriend. It, he's just a guy in the symphony. Just a guy. And this guy's your typical, you know, artsy fartsy. I believe he was a bad guy from Die Hard. He's one of the bad guys from Die Hard, I believe. There is only one bad guy from Die Hard. I'm sorry. I'm, you know, well, there's actually, Rickman. But I'm going to say, there are two bad guys from Die Hard, and they are both phenomenal. Alan Rickman and Jeremy Irons. Wow. Yeah. Rickman's fantastic. Rickman well, is, is the fucking shit. We'll get the Rickman. I love Rickman. We'll get the Rickman soon. Trust me. Uh, very soon. Very, very Even very. in shit movies, even Rickman <laughs> is great. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Yes, even in shit movies, just even when he <laughs> decided that he wanted to look like Trent Reznor for ten years. 
<laughs> oh, good God. Okay. So, so, uh, so he meets them outside the, um, the rehearsal, the rehearsal. They, and he tells her all about uh, Zul and Gozer <laughs> and all that shit. <laughs> Informs her that there's like an ancient Mesopotamian something or like Sumerian. That. Sumerian. The same thing. Sumerian Mesopotamian. Well, they corrected Lewis for saying Mesopotamian, didn't oh, they? Oh, you're right. So I would have been corrected as well. Well, it made a difference because of the timing. Yes, because it right. shows up Sumeria every. Was first, yes. Six hundred years or something like that. I don't remember. I'm sorry, Sumeria was first. So, so it doesn't matter though. Whatever. Who gives a shit? History fucking must. So um, then the EPA. It's Istanbul, not Constantinople. <laughs> I love this. The EPA, which has a habit of shitting on everything. The e- now, why would the EPA even? Have any kind of real jurisdiction? I don't even know what they were doing. I mean, it just doesn't even make sense. I don't know what the hell they were doing back there. So, Walter Peck, um, was it Bill Atherton? Yeah, dude. William Atherton is one of the classic assholes (laughs) of the 80s. You know what he looks like? He looks like uh, Jeffrey Jones. A little bit. (laughs) The pedophile um, Jeffrey Jones. But see, like, but Jeffrey Jones in, in, uh, in Bueller, he's an awesome asshole in Bueller. <laughs> he's an awesome asshole in Howard the Duck. Um, Devil's Bill, Bill Atherton, wonderful in Ghostbusters and Real Genius. Real Genius. And then you had, uh, later on, you ended up with, um, oh, Jesus Christ, the dude from uh, Billy Madison. I don't watch Billy Madison. He's I can't Sandler. think of his fucking name, Adam though. Sandler. But he played an awesome asshole. And then Shooter McGavin and, and Happy Gilmore. Like, those guys played awesome assholes. Yeah, I don't watch any of them. I know, but it's just, it's just they played great it's, roles. It's a fucking hemorrhoid of a person. Anyway, what's, okay. So, um, so Atherton comes there and is like, all right, I need to look at your containment units and all this. But as you said, what does the EP have to do with the paranormal? He, yeah, he's like, well, I just want to know what you're doing around here. It's like, dude, what the fuck? It didn't make any sense. And the rest of the movie, he's just running around saying, I want them in jail. Which which is funny because... Sounds like a goddamn Nazi. After the, the movie was first screened, the actor was harassed around New York City. And he was like being shouted at by tourists and just... Shout out to Atherton? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, he was awesome. harassed around here after the Zinka. He's a villain. So that's when you said the whole the University of Twinkie uh, comment is made where, where uh, Egon explaining to... Uh, About the amount of paranormal activity yeah. increasing, yeah. and he compares it to a Twinkie that would be like 30 foot long and yep. you know weigh 1,000 pounds or something like that. Yep. And Winch is like, that's a big Twinkie. That's a big Twinkie. <laughs> so essentially, you know, the paranormal shit's going on in the city, and this is when really it hits the fan, when the, the devil dogs, the gargoyles break out of their... Yeah, and I'd like to say that this is the beginning of the third act, but it really isn't. It's, like, it's, it's just kind of weird the yeah. way this movie lays out. It's almost like this movie had like four or five acts. Yeah, it's, it's, it is, you know, because it's, it's a setup. It's, it's a setup to the final act. Yeah. But it's, I don't think it can be considered the second act, as you said. No, no, it, because it, we're, I think the second act is really when they actually become Ghostbusters yes. and start doing it. Yes. 
Um, you know, so this, you know, you could call this the third act, even though there would be a fourth or fifth act afterwards. I agree. So it's weird how this movie lays out. It's not traditional, you know, in the sense of, you know, opening middle close. I agree. I agree. I agree. So this is when, uh, Lewis, Lewis runs into Dana and this is when Sigourney Weaver actually has her hair up. Right. She looks even better. Looks just she she oh, continuously phenomenal. gets hotter just, and hotter as this movie oh goes on. Oh my god, as a 40-year-old man, I'm just like, damn, damn, she's so freaking good looking. At the time I was like 7 years old. Let's look back. Yeah, she's I don't think we so I don't hot. think we appreciated it until the final one where she's oh, well, the gatekeeper, yeah. but so that's so, coming up soon. So Lewis runs into her and Dana says he's she's got a date and that hurts. Lewis is feeling he still says you can still stop by the party. Right. But he, he locks himself he out a third, <laughs> a third time. <laughs> so Dana goes inside of her apartment talking to her mom, and that's when all hell breaks loose. Yeah. she She's sitting on a chair, and these arms come out of the chair, and there's a glowing light coming out of her bedroom, and mm. then the chair turns around and, like, mm. zooms into the bedroom like a Maxwell commercial or something. <laughs> I mean, it, it's very... It the whole thing was bizarre yeah. and completely out of place with everything yeah. else in the movie. It is. Like, the, there's a hands coming out. Like, it's like, it's more like a zombie thing. Yep. And that's what I was thinking about. I watched this week. I was like, I don't know if this fits. It, it just, didn't. The hands coming out of the, 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 the chair and they all just, like, start groping her. You see my hand there, too. And they just, fl- like, just fling her into the... Uh, yeah, into, into the, the bedroom. Garden, yeah, the bedroom. That's And then she apparently gets... I don't know something <laughs> something eaten by the gargoyle because gar- gar- they never really show you, you just, either that or just, maybe we can assume that the gargoyle had sex with her. I guess it's possible. That's the way she looked. Good lord. Anyway, so then we switch over to Lewis. Yes, and he's partying with his clients because it's a because <laughs> it's, it's a tax write off. <laughs> I party with clients because it's a write-off instead of inviting friends. I actually love this scene. I love this entire just just play out here because this friend, like his The blonde in that scene, Mm -hmm. I believe that that was Dan Aykroyd's wife. Oh, it was. At the time. She was in, she was in Booze and Buddies. Booze and Buddies. Which is my, my favorite freaking show when I was a kid. Booze and Buddies. Well, not cartoon included because Scooby Doo was my favorite. Scooby Doo, Booze and Buddies. I absolutely loved that show when I was a kid. Mm. And she was, I believe that that's Dan Aykroyd's wife. I'm not 100 percent possible. Pretty sure, more probably 90 percent sure. So at the time, obviously, I don't know time. if they still are. They're probably not. He's probably banging some 20 year old. Anyway, so. Uh, clients show up. Lewis takes their jackets and <laughs> opens up the bedroom and tosses Just them. tosses them in. From a deferred bonus from two years ago, they got 15000 left on the house at 8%. So they're okay. So, does anybody want to play Parcheesi? Okay, who brought the dog? The gargoyle's just hanging out there. He gets the, the jackets thrown over him. Yeah. But he's like, he doesn't move because of the graphic, like, you know, the budgetary concerns. And, hey, it's the early 80s. You don't really have that great of 
graphics and shit. Yeah. Well, that and that, yeah, that kind of leads Terrible to the next thing when the dog's actually running around and you can tell that it's just really, really well, horrible claymation. So what happens is after he throws the jackets in, there's a noise inside the, the bedroom. Yeah. And everybody in the party, what the hell's going on? And then the car, as you said, the horrible claymation happens. It's like he the, the gargoyle chases Lewis out of the apartment. Yes. And as the gargoyle, gargoyle runs out of the, it just, it looks like the gargoyle is superimposed. Like the claymation is superimposed over the actual film. That's how bad it is. Oh yeah. It's horrible. It's, 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 it's very, very bad. It's still better than the Ghostbusters remake, anything that was involved with that. But it's just, it's <laughs> shitty. No, I will say, I will give it the due. The special effects in the Ghostbusters remake were definitely better than the special effects from the original. No, I'm saying the, just the movie itself. But that, you know, it's 2015 compared to 1984, yeah. so. The movie itself. Yeah, the movie was a big, giant turd. <laughs> so Lewis runs away. <laughs> Eventually goes to the... Goes to this restaurant where like this glass <coughs> glass wall exterior, and all these rich people are eating inside. And Lewis is banging up against the wall like to help. Yeah, me. let me in, help me. <laughs> let me in, help me. They're all ignoring him. <laughs> and then basically, as soon as the dog attacks him, they all just go back to eating. <laughs> he, just, he like slides down the glass. <laughs> Gargoyle attacks, and then nobody gives a shit. Nobody cares. The uh, one thing, another. Edit, uh, cut scene happened there, um, deleted scene where it was Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray walking through the park when as Rick Moranis runs by as homeless, and, as homeless guys, yeah. and they're both doing like weird, like Bill Murray's basically doing the Caddyshack role, the Caddyshack role, yep. And Dan Aykroyd, I don't even know what the hell you want to say Dan Aykroyd was doing, like he was doing some weird kind of. Just a weird fucking role. But I don't know how anybody would not recognize that it was Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was that obvious. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that they... I'm, I'm I'm glad they cut it because it was unnecessary, but I don't... I think that they might have just added that in just so he could do the Caddyshack yeah, role. Yeah, that's, that's the only purpose, but they cut it out because it was like they didn't want any confusion because they looked too much like themselves. Yeah. So anyway... uh Peter uh, shows up at Dana's apartment. Um, I didn't know if there was any significance to 2206. I don't know. But they kept showing her apartment uh, number for some reason. If it it, it was a scale from 1 to 10, how hot Sigourney Lever looked, it would be 2,200. Oh, my God. This scene is where she is just turbo. (sighs) They've got the light coming up from behind her, like out of... uh, uh, weird science. That's what to sell. Let's say weird science with exactly. Kelly LeBrock coming out of the bathroom Ooh. with the light coming out from behind oh. her. It's that same lighting, and she just looks turbo hot in what she's Phenomenal. wearing. And her hair's all teased Shoulders out, man. Showing. Like she oh just looks great. God. She's like, hello. That's a different look for you, isn't it? Are you the key master? Not that I know of. <laughs> well, Murray's like, no. She slams the door in his face. <laughs> and he knocks again. Are you the key master? <laughs> Why, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Cause 
He like takes her into the the bed into her apartment. He he realizes something's up with her. Oh yeah, oh yeah, right away. <laughs> so, takes her to the uh, takes her to her bedroom where she's like just dying to have sex. Oh uh, yeah, I am Zul. I am the gatekeeper. I am the gate. Would you have sex with a demon? I, I haven't given it any thought. Say so, okay because I don't believe in demons uh, either. But so say you were in. I would have sex with. With Dana. A possessed. Would you have, if you were in Bill Murray's position, would you have no, sex no. with a possessed Sigourney Weaver right now, in this position right now? No, because I think it would be taking advantage of her, which I think is the reason why Bill Murray doesn't. You would So you wouldn't have sex with her when she's just like... Well, I think it's inappropriate. You think it's inappropriate? Oh, of course, PC Paul. Yeah, PC Paul says it's inappropriate <laughs> to have sex with a woman... Levitating it's, it's, four feet above her bed. Possessed by a demon. Yes. Okay. But PC Paul would have sex with Jennifer Carpenter <laughs> in that barn. Okay? <laughs> the barn. When she's all bent backwards and her arms are like... <laughs> yes, you don't have any idea who I I'm talking about or what, what I'm saying. Ta- what are you talking about? The the possession... the um. The Exorcism of Emily Rose. I didn't watch that, dude. Oh, my God. I didn't watch that. Is she hot? She is weirdly hot. Like, she is super thin. Like, uh, super, no. super thin. No. And, but usually that turns me off in a minute. <sighs> but for some reason, it works with her. Mm. Like, she's just got Ugh. some kind of something to her that's just weird. Uh, Sigourney Weaver. Mm. My dad yeah, damn. she's got some meat on her. Smoke. Much, much better. Damn, she's hot. <laughs> so hot. Perhaps we need to tone it down. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so what does Murray do here with uh, with Zul here, the gatekeeper? I, I, I want to speak with, can I speak with Dana? Can I speak with, I keep with speak, I'm Zul, I'm the gatekeeper. There's no Dana, there's no Zul, only Zul. Meanwhile, the cops drop off Lewis, who is now possessed. Um, by the key master to the Vince Clortho. Clortho to the, the Ghostbusters. This is where uh, Egon takes him in, and what's her name? He says, oh, you are humanitarian for taking him in. And he says, Janine. Janine says, you are humanitarian for taking him in. He's like, I don't think he's human. <laughs> 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 and that's when the EPA and, and the cops show up at the firehouse, and they turn off the containment. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they see all the ghosts shoot up in the air. And that's when all hell... This, this, this is said, second montage. Second montage of the movie. This the is the ghost attack montage. The third act, you would you say? This is yeah, the, I think that this is the beginning of the third act. Yeah. And, and it's weird because, like I said, I don't know of another movie that has two montages in it. Do no. you? No. Like, the, the montage that always comes to mind whenever you're thinking about the 1980s you know, montage is Revenge of the Nerds mm-hmm. where they're cleaning up the house. Oh, what a great movie. That's That oh. always jumps into my head. But for some reason, like, I can't think of another movie that has two of them. Can't either. I so, can't either. Yeah, right. Anyway, but uh, you have the ghost attacks where uh, the ghosts are coming up out of the subway. The yeah. Slimer shows up in the hot dog vendor cart. <laughs> um, and they're just like... They're playing that really weird music. Yeah, it's because it this is the only time that I remember that they're not really going to the Ghostbusters theme. They just go to this 
you believe in magic, magic, <laughs> or whatever the fuck it was. It's just like, I don't, okay, it's, dude, it's a weird one because yeah. it, it doesn't, it's more like a, like a, if you've ever listened to First Wave, like oh, The Cure and yeah, that yeah. kind of shit, it sounds sure. like that. It, it's completely out of place with the rest of the, it is, it the is, music it is. in the movie. And but it's this, fine. It's just weird. Yeah, it's weird. And this is this is when the key master <coughs> and the gatekeeper, when hot ass, hot ass Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, they finally get together and, and they basically allude to them having sex. Now, what if so they're both having sex? Is, is it consensual sex? Neither one. Well, Lewis would have. Well, they're both possessed. They're both possessed. So it's not like. Sigourney Weaver can take him to court afterwards. That's right. Actually, she denies that they even had sex. Oh. At the end of the movie, That's right. remember? Yep. Um, or maybe that was a cutscene, but I think that happened. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, but then uh, the Ghostbusters have been arrested, and they are in the county jail, yeah. or not county jail, or whatever the hell it is—the holding cell. Mm-hmm. And they're. They're explaining the layout of the apartment building and how everything's, you know, evil. And mm-hmm. the guy who set it up was exactly a, the architect was like a saint <coughs> worshiper or something, right? Like that. Yeah. So, and all the people and all the criminals are sitting there listening. <laughs> I just, I, 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 it's just yeah. a weird scene the way they laid it out, but it's always been fun. And it's an actual jail too. And Ackroyd thought that jail was haunted. Legitimately thought he was it was haunted. Yeah, because he's a lunatic. Because he believes in ghosts and UFOs. That's what happens when you have a family that's like spiritualist and shit. So there's a meeting at the mayor's office where where Peck wants the Ghostbusters back in jail. God damn. My this is probably my favorite scene. (laughs) Go for it, Dan. Go for it. I I just love this scene. I you know, Peck is just going batshit. Batshit crazy and uh, you know, then he's it's Stance who says, you know, everything was fine until Dickless over here shut off the containment and let go all the ghosts. And the mayor's like, is this true? And Vinkman's, yes, this man has no dick. <laughs> well, that's what I heard. That's <laughs> my, my absolute favorite fucking yep. line in this movie. I to make a full report. These men are consummate snowball artists. They use sense and nerve gases to induce hallucinations. People think they're seeing ghosts. And they call these bozos who conveniently show up to deal with the problem with the fake electronic light show. Everything was fine with our system until the power grid was shut off by Dickless here. They caused an explosion. Is this true? Yes, it's true. This man has no dick. And then, of course, it just keeps getting worse and worse. The Cardinal shows up and, um, you know, they have a formality between him and the the mayor and the Cardinal that immediately goes away. Um, and Winston's like, I've seen shit that would turn you white. <laughs> and Thankman uh, just going on a tear. You could accept the fact that this city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. What do you mean, biblical? What he means is Old Testament, Mr. Yes. Mayor. Real wrath of God type stuff. Exactly. Fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes. The dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. And, uh... Peck is like, you're not going to listen to him. You know, he, he, these guys should be in jail. And the mayor's just like, get him out of here. 
And Vank was like, I'm going to miss him. <laughs> but like all those lines, all like those lines. every single one of those lines is great. The, yeah. the cats and dogs living together in mass hysteria. Yep. I actually say that shit all the time it's, it's, now. As we, as we said at the beginning of the podcast, this movie is full with these one-liners, man. Like it, I don't, I mean, whenever there's a situation where it's two different things, I'll for some reason just bust that out no matter what. And and it's just it's just one of those things that's ingrained. Mm-hmm. Um but you know how I was. I was always a one-liner. Oh yeah. Yeah, every you know. I this was not a good movie for one lines in our contest. Like the contest I'd have with my brother or with you where we would you yeah, know try, this to, is no. try to stump each other yeah. with one lines because everybody knew yeah. every one of these one liners yeah, in the eighties. Like no- this was this was so well known there was no way you're gonna confuse anybody. Mm-hmm. You'd try to find like a line that was you know, just completely out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. That would be the only way you would be able to get somebody with this movie. <laughs> That's the part that sucked. Yep. So anyway, uh, then the final battle commences. Mm-hmm. The the mayor buys in because he's just like, think of all the potential voters that you'll exactly. be saving. Exactly, that's what matters. That's um, what matters most. And uh, that's when they, you know, what do you need? Well, he's like, we don't need anything. But then they have like a big, huge, like army man yeah. and the freaking cops all escorting them over to the and apartment. All the, all the and people all are out in the streets shit. just cheering them on and all yeah. that. Like the <laughs> sky is just crackling with like demonic energy and they're going up to the Sedgwick Hotel. So it was well, not the Sedgwick. Oh, I'm sorry. The Sedgwick. It's the apartment the, building that they live in, which right. they never actually say what apartment building I, it my is. My apologies. That's right. Um, so they're in front of the apartment. The Ghostbusters fall into a sinkhole. Like they, like the earth starts shaking mm-hmm. right before they're ready to go in, and like all this, the you know, the road all comes up, and they mm-hmm. go and fall into this sinkhole, and then they come back out. The whole crowd like starts cheering. Cheering, yeah. Them. It's just it's like it's big to do. They're like freaking celebrities, man. Well, yeah, modern day YouTube artists. So then they get inside, and of course, there's no electric in the building, so they have to climb the stairs. Um. Mm. Mm. Then they shoot back to Sigourney Weaver. Now, at this point, Sigourney Weaver and uh, well, the Dana and Lewis have had sex. Have had sex, and they are now. You know, Sigourney Weaver still looks super Just, hot. She has reached. Rick Moranis God. is like walking around like a like Her, he's Harold, one like he got freaking sh- world. Like he got struck by lightning. You know, Sigourney Weaver is just super hot. She's I mean, do you, level hot. What do you think? They were trying to get across. I mean, is it is it the super hot girl with the nerdy weirdo? Is that kind of like the I don't know the duality that they're trying to I put up there? I have no idea. I have no idea what they're trying. It's Ackroyd, and, and I'd be hard. To, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so uh, that you know, after you see them, they both turn into the demon dog gargoyle whatever things. Mm-hmm. Um. And that's, you know, when they finally get upstairs, they get to uh, Dana's apartment. And now there's these new stairs that are going up to the roof that weren't there before. Mm-hmm. So Ray turns around and he's like, hey, where do those stairs go? And Vinkman's just like, they go up. Because <laughs> 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 it's pretty much a pretty typical Vinkman mm-hmm. answer. Yep. And that's where you see the they go upstairs and so they see Gozer. She's she appears as a guy. She's a hot ass naked chick. 
Yeah, I don't. I mean, bubbles. bubbles carrying her special parts. I can, uh, you know, I was a kid, <laughs> and I watched this movie a million and a half times, mm-hmm. and I've watched it a million times since then. And there has never been a time that I haven't slowed this down to see if I could actually see something. That's what we do. <laughs> Everybody. That's what the VCR, you know, you click and... You're fast forwarding. Yes. You're zooming in. You're zooming out. They did a good job in, in making sure that she didn't expose herself. We'll just leave it there. Could never get to see anything. Yep. But she looked hot regardless. So, so then goes her hot ass chick says, are you a god? And Ray says, no. And goes says... Then die. And that's when Winston, Ray, when someone asks you, you're a god, you say yes. <laughs> Winston. Winston, yeah. you know, this is, I have to go on a diatribe here. As much as we had said earlier, the 2015 sucked. Okay. Well, one of the main reasons that the, two, the 2015 Ghostbusters sucked was because of the shuck and jive, uh, you know, bullshit role of, of um, Leslie Jones. Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Her character was shit. Horrible. Shit. Like every possible, you know, cliche, cliche-ish type, you know, bullshit of the the sassy black woman mm. uh, who's street smart. While they're all. They're all brain smart, but yeah. she's street smart. Yeah. I mean, it, it was every single piece of garbage like that. And they put her in because of Winston. Mm-hmm. But Winston wasn't like that. No, I mean, Winston wasn't. had street smarts, but he didn't shuck and jive no, for everybody. Didn't. It was just like he Everybody's had his one-liners normal. and everybody was normal and, and he just wanted a job and he wanted to work. And that's what makes, that's the difference between the PC bullshit environment that we live in now and the environment in the early 80s. I mean, he didn't even have to really offer anything except for a warm body to yeah, the team. exactly. Whereas Leslie Jones had to be the center of attention. Yep. And it was horrible. It was horrible. It was Forced God... Bullshit. Comedy God these days. awful horrible. Okay. I'm sorry. I no. just It, it just hey, has to be said because I don't... Be said. I think it it's an embarrassment, it's embarrassment to the Winston character. It is. It's embarrassment. Uh, it is. It is. There's no other way to put it. It's an embarrassment. It is what it is. Anyway, yeah. so uh, Gozer eventually says, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I messed something, didn't I? No, no. You said whenever someone asks you if you're a god, you say, say yes. yes. Uh, so then they're, like, getting themselves psyched up, and Vecman's like, this chick is toast. Let's get prehistoric. You know, let's show this prehistoric bitch how things go downtown. downtown New York City or, Pride. Or how we do things downtown yeah, or New something York City like Pride. that. Um. Then Gozer tells him, "What's choose your form of the destructor?" Right. And Vagman tells him to clear their minds. Then Gozer says, "The choice has been made." So yeah, so they're all sitting there like, uh, "No, there's got to be a problem." Nobody thought, you know. Yeah. And of course, that's when Ray Ray <laughs> Ray tells his Stay Puff Marshmallow Man story <laughs> of this. I found this weird. And and I'm sure it's highly coincidental, but it was Camp Wakanda. Wakanda, yeah, isn't that interesting? Yeah, I just thought it was weird. Just I had to throw that in there because of that. I saw that. I was like, I know what you, I know what you're getting at. But yeah, yeah, it's just a weird thing. So the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man uh, just appears and starts walking towards the apartment building and actually steps on a church next to the apartment (laughs) building to start to climb up. Mm -hmm. And uh, Vankman's like, nobody steps on a church in my town, which is a dumb line. It was just a dumb line, but it was one of those 
uh, just another line that was there that yep. um, was funny, but it was mm-hmm. just kind of weird and dumb mm-hmm. and out of place. Uh, so they are they they try they figure that they're not going to be able to really hurt the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man with because the fucking marshmallow with the lasers. Yeah. So they're trying to come up with a plan, and Egon says. Let's shoot the door. We'll cross the streams and shoot the doorway. And Vinkman and Vinkman's like, uh, you said that that would be bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's like, well, I think it's the only way. Mm-hmm. We need to close the doorway to the other dimension. Mm-hmm. And if that, if we can close the doorway to the other dimension, it should destroy everything. 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 And meanwhile, the Marshmallow Man's just destroying shit, just wrecking stuff. Actually, that crossing the streams wasn't even the original script. They, when they got to, they're like, how are we going to defeat? Marshmallow Man, and it was just kind of impromptu. It was like, "What about they cross? They cross the streams?" It was their way out of things. Yeah, I mean, it. it I didn't know that, but I can. I'll be honest with you. It's not. It, you know, you had to have that setup of never cross the streams earlier in the movie yep. to make it into something that was a big deal. Yeah, it was a big deal in the video game as well. Yeah, very big deal in the video game crossing the streams. Um, so they they uh, cross streams. And then eventually the uh, Marshmallow Man Stay Puff explodes, correct? Yeah, more or less um, just kind of explodes. They don't show it. Mm-hmm. Um, all they show is kind of like the after effect where the marshmallow is, you know, falling from the sky or, or it's ex- the explosion of the marshmallow comes and hits all the Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. You know, that's all you really see. I don't think you yeah. actually see... <laughs> And you see Peck, the EPA guy, covered with the most. Yeah, he's just kind of standing there, and out of nowhere, he gets like a whole big, huge thing of melted marshmallow just showering down on him. And the actor, he was actually skeptical about having that much cream just dropped on him. So they tested on a stuntman, 75 pounds of it, and he, he ended up being okay, so... Um, another smaller batch was just collected and dumped on Atherton for the final take, the pet character. So, so you all, you had all the Ghostbusters covered in marshmallow except for, except for Venkman. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because Venkman gets knocked underneath some debris and they all kind of wake up one at a time. Mm-hmm. Are you okay? Are you Okay. And then Vankman gets up and like he's got no marshmallow. No, no They're all covered head to toe in marshmallow. He's got like none on him. He's perfectly fine. Perfectly fine, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, eventually Dana and Lewis emerge from like the devil dog, the demon dogs, like yeah. their carcasses. Um, race was it? Race smells smells like oh, barbecue. Yeah. Jesus Christ! That 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 scene is hilarious in my opinion. Yeah, but Ray is just like. Uh, they're just standing there after everybody knows that they're alive, and he's just like, "Ew, did you smell that? It smells like barbecued dog hair." <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh shit, yeah. I'm sorry." <laughs> Your girlfriend's in that in that gargoyle, the, the gargoyle. Yeah. So they they emerge, and Lewis is like, "Ah, oh, the superintendent is going to be pissed." Yeah, that's a funny thing to think about. Yeah. When he just. Almost died. Just almost died. He's worried. I mean, that's this character, though. And then Winston says, I love this town. That's where... Yeah, one more time. The, the the fourth time, I believe, that the Ghostbusters theme plays in the movie, mm-hmm. and it rolls to the, the, the f- closing credits. Mm-hmm. 
And weirdly enough, though, the whole time that they're playing the closing credits, they've got this, they're actually showing movies. You know, like they're showing the Ghostbusters getting downstairs and getting in the car and driving away. When they finally click off of the video and it actually goes to the scroll, they change the song to um, a different Ghostbusters song. Yeah. And then they, then I believe it's the... um, Boys are back in town after that. The boys are but, back in town, yeah. But it's it, it's just kind of weird because they at no other point in the movie do they play this other Ghostbusters themed song. No, just no. at the very just end, at the end, yeah. which is kind of odd. Now the Ghostbusters theme was pretty damn popular in that time. It was the song that summer, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there was other music, but for a theme song to get that big was like a mm-hmm. huge deal. Mm-hmm. The song was written by Ray Parker Jr. Um, and considered to be one of the most successful theme songs ever, but Ray Parker Jr. was, at the time, nobody knew this, but he was sued by Huey Lewis because Huey Lewis said that he was plagiarizing his song I Want a New Drug. Mm-hmm. And if you've listened to them both, you can tell why he feels that because it's essentially <laughs> yeah. the same, you know, this, the music is the same mm-hmm. almost. It's, it's a slight difference, but it's, it's pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. So in um, like nobody really knew, but you know, Huey Lewis got like paid off for that. Right. And, uh, but he signed a confidential confidentiality agreement. And in 2001, he gave an interview on VH1 uh, like behind the music type interview. And during that, he had, re- you know, he came out and said that, you know, that Ray Parker Jr. had stolen the Ghostbusters song. So when he did that, <laughs> Ray Parker Jr. turned around and sued Huey Lewis for violating the confidentiality agreement. Perfect. So, I, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't know what the final settlement was on that, but it, it's just weird that. You have a theme song to get that popular, and then yeah. to have so much controversy surrounding it too is just kind of a weird. Thing. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So, so ends Ghostbusters the movie. Great comedy, um, iconic comedy. Yeah, I think that they. I I actually thought that we would have had more Ghostbusters movies themselves. Because you had Ghostbusters, and then you had Ghostbusters 2s relatively soon thereafter. Mm-hmm. I think it was 1987, but I'm not 100% sure mm-hmm. uh, when Ghostbusters 2 came out. But there was always talk of a Ghostbusters 3. Mm-hmm. I mean, for the longest, longest time, they time. were talking about a Ghostbusters 3. And every time you turned around, like they were changing the storyline over and over and over again. And it seemed like Ackroyd would have... You know, the sign-off, but then somebody wouldn't be available. And, and there was always a reason that it just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a long time, that reason was Bill Murray just didn't want to go back and do it again. Because <laughs> at one point in time, they talked about replacing Bill Murray with someone else. Just, just um, those, I don't think it would have worked yeah, without Bill Murray at all. But then you also had the you had the offshoot of the animated series, real Ghostbusters. Which the real Ghostbusters influenced Ghostbusters too a lot with the toned down sexual innuendos, the popularity of Slimer because Slimer was actually part of the real Ghostbusters. Like he was a good guy in the real Ghostbusters. Yeah, he was he was with them. He was the Scooby Doo in yeah. that 
show mm-hmm. was essentially what he was. Because that's all most cartoons, like there's any cartoon that's surrounding a mystery always has like a gang and some animal, animal, some some freaking mascot. You know, you had uh, you had Scooby Doo, obviously, but you also had um, Jabberjaw, Jabberjaw, yeah, uh, Orko, Orko, right? Um, yeah, I pulled that out. Captain I, Captain Caveman, yeah. Um, you know, they were all kind of the same. Mm-hmm. Ruby. Ruby, yeah. the Rubik's Cube. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> this is the dumbest fucking cartoon ever. <laughs> Nobody remembers shit. that shit except for me for some reason. <laughs> stupid. Oh, man, that stupid theme song to that song, that show has gotten stuck in my uh, head for so many years. Uh, Piece of garbage. Show. Piece of garbage. So anyway, you had that, and then you had um, the the show. I think that the animated show went like three or four seasons. Yeah, it was like it lasted good. a yeah. long time. It was time. a great show, too. Was, I remember um, that from my childhood. They had another kind of... Thundercat, too. Yeah, they had another version of the cartoon that didn't do as well. No, I don't remember that because I don't watch it. I don't only watch good <laughs> stuff. I don't watch crap. Right. Right. So... So yeah, sound like Amy from Amy's Baking Company. Okay. There. Anyway, Amy's Baking Company make good cookies, not good cookies as uh, Sigourney Weaver, who is absolutely phenomenally hot. In this but then, of course, God. they had the all female reboot in yeah. twenty fifteen, which was just terrible. It currently horrible. It currently has over one million dislikes, and it and it is the reason that uh, what's his name got kicked off of Twitter. Um, the gay dude. The gay Republican dude. Gay, gay, gay patriot? No. Uh, he, Milo? Milo, Milo? Milo. Milo. Because he got a what's-her-name to... Because he, he said something about... That's right. Uh, about um, the black chick. I, yeah. I forgot yeah. her name already. She, she lost her shit or something. Uh, yeah, she, she went off, and then the next thing you know, he got kicked off of yeah. Twitter because of that. Because, yeah. well, what happened was is he made a comment, and she came back at him, and then... Milo's followers all started jumping all sure, over and yeah. making like really shitty stuff like yeah. you know you're an ape and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff which is completely unnecessary mm-hmm. bullshit mm-hmm. but Milo is the one that ended up getting kicked, kicked off, off of Twitter the even though his comment was just essentially it was a bad movie yeah, it was a shitty <laughs> it was, ass movie it was a shitty movie and Leslie Jones was horrible in it I mean that horrible. was basically all he said yeah but he got thrown off of Twitter because of the 2015 Ghostbusters yeah, movie. Yeah, you're right. You got so, I, I mean, it's just Leslie Jones. I don't know why I keep forgetting her name. Right, Stupid right, Leslie whatever. Jones. But overall, Ghostbusters was a, was, is, a, is a classic. You should go watch it, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I mean Ghostbusters is definitely always worth a watch. I mean, it's... You, you got so I, I, I will say that I thought Ghostbusters 2 was not even close no. in comparison. I, as much as I hate the 2015, I didn't think the, two, the Ghostbusters 2 was good. No. The whole, you know, let's have a happy, you know, everybody in New York has to be happy That's at stupid. the end. Yeah. I was just like, eh. Slime I didn't tunnel. like the whole... Yeah. I, the slime tunnel underneath the city with the train and shit was okay. Mm. But... um. All the stuff with the Statue of Liberty, I hated. Yeah. I just hated Wolf all of King. that. Oh. And then they go through all that nonsense of getting the Statue of Liberty and getting all the people to cheer, and they go over and they take the Statue of Liberty and they smash the top of the the museum, and it's like, 
that was it. That was that it. was the whole fucking point. That's I mean, the payoff. Really, that was horrible. Um, Winston, I, I did. You know what I did love about Ghostbusters Two was you know they of course they lost everything and all the ghosts had gone, so they were screwed. And then yeah. they got sued by the city and yeah. all this other shit. So then my favorite part was like Ray and Winston were doing birthday parties and yes. dancing yes. to the Ghostbusters theme. And yes. I, I love that. Yes. I, that that part I loved. The rest of the movie, eh. eh. I mean the the whole thing with her having a baby, mm. um, and you yeah. know, but it wasn't Peters, and it was just like you know, Vankman and her dated, yeah, but was, then they broke up, and then she had a kid, and this was all supposed to happen within like a couple of years. It's like, how the hell did all this happen? And this kid who, you know, I I guess was supposed to be a newborn, even though it looked like it was at least one. One years old. And it was yeah. crawling at, at hair, a certain point. Yeah. So it just didn't. It's talking to you. It didn't. Yeah. Alphabet I mean, and all that. Yeah. Yeah. It was having sex with smaller babies. Yeah, I mean, yeah. weird shit like that. It's weird shit floating and stuff. Anyway. Yeah. But. But then. And. But then the main guy, the main baddie, like ego, looks the like, ego or whatever. Yeah. Look, look like a freaking. Drugged out Christopher Walken, man. I didn't John like him. John Christopher Walken, love child. And I didn't like the little wormy dude um, who... Oh, yeah. Vigo. Vigo, The, the one yeah. that kept saying Vigo the whole oh, fucking time. I couldn't stand Another him Another character either. actor. Another character actor. Yeah, he, he was in... Um, I want to say he was in Perfect Strangers, he was but in it, something. he was in a show at the time, but it was... I can't tell you what it was. Yeah. He was Whatever. a secondary character in one of those TV shows. Whatever. But then they concentrated on Rick Moranis and Janine's yes. character, um, which was okay until the end when it was like, now Rick Moranis comes out dressed up as a ghost. I'm just like, uh, no. everybody has to get a trophy Jim, time. Jump the shark. That's the way I felt to me. Yeah, it did. It did. Jump the shark. So, so. Well, that was Ghostbusters. Um, hope you enjoyed the Ghostbusters episode. And as I said at the beginning of the, the podcast, you know, some of these movies were meant to be ripped apart. Halloween wasn't one of them, but it happened. <laughs> Unfortunately, you got to listen to the episode. Trust me. Trust me. But the next one, the next movie. Yeah, this one is more intentional. Yeah, this one, sometimes you have a cast of characters. Who sometimes are when we touch. Famous in their own rights. I mean, you're talking, I mean, this is a cast of characters in the early, and we're jumping to the 90s for the first time. Yes. We've had three movies in a row, 80s, 70s, 80s. We're going to the early 90s, well, mid-90s, mid-90s. Yeah, I don't know when the hell it came out. I hate this movie, so I don't know anything. It will be a delight. It will be a delight to cover. I'm so looking forward to cover this. I'm not, I I mean. We're going to be going to Sherwood Forest. We're going to be going to Sherwood Forest. (laughs) In 94, in Kevin Costner's 94 classic, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, a love story that I'm sure you'll enjoy us covering if you loved our Halloween <laughs> episode. Yeah. Now, did, did you like um, Robin Hood Men in Tights? I loved it. I thought you did. I, I, mean, I couldn't remember. Mel Brooks, man. I, I hated it. I yeah. absolutely hated it. I I thought it was just... Tight tights. Yeah. I mean, there's some scenes in it that are okay, but I, overall, I wasn't a huge fan of that. But we'll get into that okay. next week. Listen, if you love our show, 
Make sure to share us. So just uh, really, the only way for us to grow and keep us motivated doing this shit is to share us. We want to get a bigger audience. We want people emailing us. Yeah, we're going to have to get a Twitter account, Yes, yeah, so we're going to be doing all this shit. We are. Listen, serious. SoundCloud, iTunes, Facebook. We'll have a Twitter account. Gmail. JB's well, Driving How do you podcast. find us on Facebook? JB's Driving Podcast. It's all you have to type in. Okay. Uh, SoundCloud. Is that all? Yeah. JB. JB's Driving Podcast Drive-in on Facebook. Podcast. That's an awful lot to type in. Yes. And then JB's, it's just JB's Driving Podcast on SoundCloud. Uh, it's JB's Driving Podcast at gmail.com. <clears throat> but J- please, go to, the, go to the Facebook page, leave comments. Yeah. Good or bad. Yeah, we don't the care. The only way we get better at doing this is if you guys Sir. tell us what what you want to hear and suggestions for movies so i mean obviously we have our the next six movies already lined up pretty much yeah but um you know we're always interested in what you guys want to hear yeah this isn't about us we don't make any money off this we're just doing this a because we like hanging out with each other and b provide some type of entertainment for everybody it's the only the only time you know every two weeks that we could have sexy time together exactly sexy time is good but seriously jb's driving podcast Look for us in two weeks for Robin Hood's Prince of Thieves. Have a good one.